0: Today I'm talking to Shane Parker. I've known Shane since the age of eight. He used to come to my football sessions that I used to coach in the local village. He's gone on to become a personal trainer and on his Instagram and Facebook pages, you can see the results of the clients that he's working with at the moment. He's really sort of doing some massive work and getting them to the the levels of fitness that they want to be at. But his life hasn't always been a simple life. He wasn't very well as a child and that, that sort of carried with him into his footballing career Um, a pain and and a difficulty. He was slightly overweight, as he'll talk about during his sessions, and this used to make him establish himself in a slightly different way. He talks openly about bullying, which is something that I never knew, uh, was something that really played on his mind all the way through his early years. I love the guy at the Bits, he's been an absolute legend for me, he's helped me to get fit and back onto the treadmill when I needed to get on. So today's podcast, I'd like you to welcome Shane Parker. Welcome Shane, thanks for joining me today. No problem, Tom. Um, we've known each other for quite a while, I think we're probably probably about since you were eight.
1: I think it was the soccer schools back in the young days yeah. when I first
0: started out, back at Heath. So, so yeah, so I've known you for a good period of time, um, seen you sort of grow up and, and become the personal trainer that you are today. So yes. um, so for those who are tuning into the podcast, Shane, our personal well. Hasn't done personal training for me. Has, has <laughs> basically looked after me and put me through my paces at the gym, having me put you through your paces during the football league days. Agreed, uh, during, during the young time, so it's so a shame. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. No problem. Give me a little bit of history and, and and what life's been sort of about for you.
1: So for myself, obviously, when me and you first met, I was actually moved. Local to Huge, mm-hmm. uh, around Belper, Hede Way, and I obviously came to your football boot camps when you was a coach back uh, a few years back. Um, loved it to this day. Absolutely loved it. Football was always quite a big passion of mine. Um, big football fan. Loved mm. it. To be fair, for me, it was moving to a new area when I first came here. I was from the whole Codnor Way side of things, so it was quite a big change at the time. Moved around a few times with my parents. It was a bit of a daunting experience. When I was a bit younger, I'm not scared to admit that now when I look back in time, but I really settled in huge and I met the likes of yourself, the local uh, childhood around here, I spent a good, good around right. seven to eight years around here and I absolutely loved it and mm-hmm. it cherish this place today every time I come around here.
0: Cool. So going through school, mm-hmm. early days at school, um, what were the challenges that you sort of had and you faced when you were at uh, sort of primary in primary education,
1: One thing that I will admit, and it's not very often very well spoken about for me, is uh, bullying. Alright. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. With friends and family. Um, sorry, family. Uh, with friends. And to be honest, I realised it was bullying now, but I thought it was just friends. Um, didn't really like it then. Just kind of went along with it, because I thought it was the norm. When actually I have got a bit older, I have realised it wasn't a norm and it wasn't right. And I've always said to myself, if I ever landed in that kind of situation again, mm. I'd know how to handle it again moving forward.
0: So, in terms of, as in, being a bit of a bully or mm. being bullied. It was actually being bullied, right? Okay. Um, which I never thought I would be in that situation. Wow. Yeah. So
1: um, again, it's something I've not spoken to you about. No. Something sure. I've not spoken to anyone about really. For me, it was it got to the point where I'd go, home and no, I think I've done something wrong. Why is that person being wrong with me?" Mm. And I, at the time, like I said. I thought it was the norm and then week after they'd be absolutely fine with me Mm. and then throughout school I noticed it got better the older Mm. I got but when I first started at certain schools Mm. it was always quite
0: difficult to fit in. That's absolutely something that we've never covered um, and never discussed before. What do you you think it was that made people think this this guy's an easy... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. short
1: I like to laugh about it now it didn't bother me when I was younger but I think it played a huge part mm. um, my height played a big part even though I was quite a fit athletic guy that I like to consider myself even though mm. I am the fitness coach now um, and I help people and it's actually played quite a big part in the career that I'm driven into mm. now and the drive and passion that I show was I was quite a tubby child mm. I don't like to think of it like that I was quite the striker hit the football team, captain of the football team, I had a big influence on the football field um, that mm. I'm very proud of and I learned many things when I played football. But I know for a fact that I was quite a tubby kid when I look back at photos and I think high tubbiness played a huge part in that.
0: Mm. So what what did you do? How was that coming home? What what did you do? What were your strategies to sort of deal with um, having that happen? And how, how did it affect you mentally?
1: The thing is, because is, I was so young, I thought it was the norm, mm. I thought it was just friends being friends, being funny with each other, so i go home and will not think anything about it, and then it days where I'd go home, as you would do to your parents, cry saying, that person's being mm. funny with me, that person's being funny with me. They would, parents would interact and say this and this, and then you forget about it the week after but I'll never forget at the time mm. how it made me feel. It just made me feel low for a day mm. and then high for a day because the day after, we'd be fine, or the week after, we'd be fine. Mm. It was only later on in life that I understood that it's
0: classification of bullying. Wow. So, being low for a day, I mean, is that something that you've carried? Do you, do you know you have periods of time where you rather hit some lows? yes to be honest, I think it's day-to-day
1: life. I think it's normal. Right. I know that sounds really silly, Not every person is going to go through life on a high. Mm. There will be days where you feel fantastic and days where you feel low. It's how you actually handle the situation. Mm. And for me, on a day-to-day basis, if I have a low day, I'll go for a walk. Mm. I will literally put my headphones in, put my music on, a, a podcast. Luckily, we're doing one today and just go for a walk. It might be listening to some famous fitness gurus that I'm very keen on, or it might be my favourite um, rap artist that I'm a big fan of. But it was my way of getting out of that situation. And then, you know, an hour later, my endorphins would change, my dopamine would change, and I'd be in a completely different mindset again.
0: And that, so that's that's how you sort of deal with that now? Deal with it to this day, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I think a a lot of people obviously handle it through tablet form Mm. when they go to the doctors and they get diagnosed with anxiety, stressors and like I was just saying it is the day to day life there is stress factors in play Mm. there is um, many different outcomes that can happen Mm. but it's how you deal with it Um, there's some really famous people out there that openly admit what they struggle with but Mm. they handle it in different situations as well
0: Like we said, football was a massive part your early early life. Correct. Um I think it kept my head above water Yeah. school.
1: If I didn't do so well at football, I think the situation could have been a lot worse.
0: So how were you academically at school? Not the greatest. Mm.
1: Not the greatest at all. I came out with the very basic levels of the C's, the D's. But I knew, luckily, from that bracket of 14 to 16 exactly what I wanted to do. Mm. Because I think... When I lived a younger life, I was a tubby kid, Mm -hmm. I was a bit overweight, I I always enjoyed my sport, I always wanted to move into fitness, Um, obviously we spoke about football coaching Mm -hmm. in the past, Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I've got the drive from wanting to help individuals that have been in my position, Mm -hmm. from younger age to older age, whether that's male, female, whether that's skinny, overweight. It didn't matter to me, mm. okay? I just wanted to have that small impact on their life, saying Nate was in a better situation than I was when I was younger. Mm.
0: So how how were the teachers when you were at your primary school? Fantastic, yeah. And did, I mean, obviously, if you felt bullied, did you, were you able to talk to anybody about it at the time other than parents? Well, like I say, I actually thought it was normal. Right. I
1: didn't think of it as bullying because I was ten. Right. 12, someone took football off you and kicked it away, you find it funny. But to me it was every night and then, mm-hmm. name calling, mm-hmm. swearing, or short, small. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the funny game element when actually the older I got, well, that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And yes, it plays a part in my mind now, but that's what drives me to be better than what I was when I was younger.
0: Can, and can you remember when... Something clicked in your mind that said, hang on a second, right, this this is not right. Can you remember that day or can you remember that time? Not particularly now, because obviously
1: mm. I, I tried not to remember it. Right. I know that sounds really silly. No, the, well less, you, you, the less yeah, I think about back. it now, the yeah. better, because I'm 24 now, I'm not 14, I'm not mm. 8, I'm not 10. Um, I try to forget about situations, but it got to the point where i go home at night and I'd question what I'd done wrong. Mm. And you know from a 10 to 14-year-old, that is like the making of you, in mm. a way, if that makes sense, you at that age. I just wondered what I'd done wrong, mm. and I didn't think I had. And then, like I say, the week after you could go in, it'd be fine, or be friends that you'd never speak to again.
0: Mm. But I would always question what I did wrong back then. Mm. Like I say, that's that's absolutely knock me back a little bit because you know that's something that having known you for so long we've like saying we've never really spoken about so so that yeah that's
1: i think coming on to this podcast and obviously to the general population is you get a piece of me that i don't speak about very often sure and is it a way of me probably saying it Mm -hmm. yeah of course there'll be people who probably listen to this and might not know me as well
0: taking that opportunity now to to put that out there Mm -hmm. so if you're going to give somebody some advice at, at 10, 14, what, what would you sort of be saying to somebody now? Change mindset.
1: Feel? Start with a strong mindset and realise that there is people out there that mm. aren't always going to be nice to you. I still do to this day. I think even in adult life, there is people that aren't as nice to you. Mm. Or it might be down to jealousy. It might be down to you've got something they haven't. Mm. It might be they think they're better than you there's many different factors in that mm. but it's the mindset behind it so if you know you're in a situation and you don't feel 110% speak to someone. Mm. I, luckily I spoke to my parents okay. so if my parents listen to this they'll obviously know. Uh, so, yeah. I've obviously spoke to them about it and obviously speaking that I spoke to them and I kind of understood from a young age people aren't always going to be right with you mm. and it's, that's okay. Yeah. That That is alright but it's how you handle it. And my way of handling it was to kind of laugh it off. Mm. And to this day, I was classified as a bit of a joker in school, always laughing and joking, a bit mm. of a naughty child. I won't back down on that either, but I just thought it was funny. Mm. I thought if I laughed and joked and act silly with some people, then I'd fit in a little bit better. Sure. So it was kind of the norm. But my way of moving forward, if I were to tell my 14-year-old, 12-year-old self now, I'd tell them, look, it is going to be okay. Just having a bit of a patch, mm. and it's not going to keep for the rest of your life.
0: So, mental health with within the fitness industry is a, is a big thing,
1: massively, plays so, a huge part.
0: And when you like, you were saying earlier that you, you know, anybody who comes to you, regardless of their shape, size, gender, yeah, what do you? Where do you start them from? What do, what do you sort of look at in terms of triggers, and how do you identify certain things where you go, oh, I mean, I, I think I need to handle this. and I need to handle this. What what sort of things do you set yourself up to do?
1: So for me is obviously a lot of people come to me regarding it. I work with a general population, so I deal with fat loss, weight loss, strength conditioning self-confidence on the gym floor. That's a really big factor. Some people won't even make it onto the gym floor mm. because they don't have that set confidence straight away. So they invest in a coach. I always tell people there is a difference between a personal trainer and a coach. A personal trainer is there to train you in person on a day-to-day basis. we yeah. go going on that um, education course at the moment. I'm learning a lot more as mm. I go along. Um, but for me, is there is a difference between... Personal trainer and a coach. A coach will invest further. They will go through the fundamentals of positivity, discipline, motivation. They will run through your sleep pattern, your stress management, how to handle situations. Um, I will touch on nutritional advice, food factors, macronutrients, micronutrients, calorie deficit amounts based on what that client wants to achieve. Mm-hmm. I will run through programming also of what is adequate for that client in particular Mm. so if they come to me with weight loss a lot of people think we're just going to put them on a treadmill Mm. or a row or a cross trainer and say half an hour there's a lot more value behind that now and I don't think personal training or coaching gets the value it actually deserves because it's not just a physical improvement that people are wanting some mental well-being as well Mm.
0: we've spoken about you know you're sort of now furthering your sort of self and your education and moving yeah. forward so so what what's the what's the stuff you're doing at the moment talk to me about that so
1: I'm currently on what's known as a coaching practice mm-hmm. education course um, through a gym in Rotherham known as Ultraflex the place is fantastic the vibes, the people the guy that uh, I won't name um is really good with me. He's mm. my personal mentor, and he's actually not just taking me through an education course. I'm actually doing a lot of in with my physique as well, because mm. I would like to create better content online and kind of outline the meaning of what I'm about. Mm. Okay, so for me, it's I want to not just improve physically. It's a mental challenge as well. Mm. I want to create foundations and have plans in play so I can work with general day population population, and make sure I give them the correct plan based on what they want to achieve. Mm. So hence the reason I invested in this course. And I did this course not just to tick it off and mm. say it looked fantastic, to say that every part of education that I learn, I applied to my clients. I applied to the likes of yourself on the gym floor. I applied to my management team even, fellow personal trainers and coaches that I work with because I want to be the best version of me first, and then if I'm the best version of me, I can provide the best version of me to other people.
0: So what is you, Oh, who is Shane? That's
1: a good question, isn't it? Um, I hope so. I always always, always like to have a laugh and joke with myself, because I'm not actually a serious guy, I'm serious in my career, Mm. if that makes sense, so off screen. Off Serious camera. about
0: what it is you want to wanting to do.
1: Yeah. yeah. So for example, in person I'm very light hearted. I will have a pint and a joke with someone day to day, would not hesitate. But when it comes down to clientele, when it comes down to day to day people in my career, I want to live a really good life mm. and I need to invest in myself so I can live that good life. If I'm not investing in myself, I'm just gonna remain the same the way I currently am not. And even though I'm very happy as a person, I know I've got more in the tank. Mm. I know I can do more, and if I want to do more, I've got to apply it. So I've always had a bit of a saying in my head: "Is you've got to educate, you've got to apply, and you've got to obtain." Mm. i stick to those
0: guns. I think like I'll go very well for cool. in life. Is that is that key for you, you want to you want to go for what, what is the sort of strategy of where you want to go? So for me is.
1: I want to move into the online personal training side of it, mm-hmm. it, it at some point. Moving in probably to next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually work for a private studio as well, which I absolutely love. I only teach the bootcamp sessions, but I've got quite a good following mm-hmm. from that side through the centres that I work from. That I'm contract um, centres through the studios. I absolutely love the teams that I work with. Mm-hmm. I just know I want to do more, and at a tender age that I am now. Um, I feel like I'm at that age where I've discovered where I want to be mm-hmm. and what I want to be it's just putting everything into place to get there, mm-hmm. so again just touching on that and just reverting back to it a little bit you know for the first, I've actually been qualified as a personal trainer on paper for around six years first three, three and a half I did not take seriously at all, mm-hmm. I didn't I know that now I know that now, so I didn't take it seriously at all, I like the title if that makes sense, I enjoyed the title. I didn't probably enjoy it myself. So I've gone through quite a big transformation in the last eighteen months to two years. Mm-hmm. I've lost weight. I've got dropped body fat. I've improved my confidence from where it currently was, but I know there's a long way to go before I get to the better version
0: of me. What was it that so you you made that decision? You wanted to become a personal trainer said That sort of around your 14s, 15s, you knew that's where you sort of wanted Definitely, to go. Yeah. You got qualified, you got the title. Yeah. And then you took it really not yeah, for, correctly
1: two, for two, three years, first two, three years. I thought it was done Again, I thought it went on. I thought I got the title, I've qualified, perfect. I'm in that position, I'm in that career.
0: You it thought was you a, had everything?
1: Yeah. yeah. I did. And I quickly, but I'll say quickly, two, three years, I generally thought I did. I was getting the clients in. So. Mm people was getting results, mm. and then I realised I wasn't offering what I should be offering. I mean, classes were full, uh, personal training side were full, but I knew I could create a, be- a better package. Mm. I knew I could get people better results. Mm. So therefore, for the last, I mean, we've got to take into consideration a year and a half of the last two and a half years that we're speaking about now, sure. has actually been in lockdown, and I think that was a bit of a wake-up call, mm. to kind of look at myself in the mirror like, you've got the free time now, mm. take advantage. That's exactly what I did.
0: A bit like the question I asked earlier, what was the what was the clicking moment that made you go, Shane, you're wasting yourself here. Let's let's ramp it up. Let's really make that decision. Something defined you to make that sort of clicking motion. Yeah. For for me it's quite
1: hard to answer that.
0: Because
1: mm. I couldn't tell you now. It would have been at some point in my head where you're no better than this. Mm. I think it's, again, I am quite, <laughs> i laugh and joke about it, but I am quite driven. Mm. I always was mm. from a, a very young age, whether it was football, whether it was any type of sports. Mm. I wanted to be the best. And it wasn't trying to beat anyone. I don't think that was even the case. I wanted to be the best mm. at anything. And I would go, run, run through hoops mm. to get to where I wanted to be. I think, again, touching on probably the clicking point was when I realised that everyone else was doing the same as I was doing, and I was no different to anyone else, Mm. if that makes sense, so I was like, I'm just in the same circle as everyone that I work with, Mm. and that's no one touching on that, it was just back then, and I thought, I want to be better, Mm. so I've got to start applying more, and then if I build up a better portfolio, it will build me up to that next stage, Mm. and I'm slowly getting to that point
0: now. So... We both know football. We both love yeah. football. We've we've joked and talked about it for many years. I won't say who you support. No, I won't <laughs> say who I support. But football, what what? Talk about a little bit about your football life because I mean I know there's been things that have yeah. happened to you and yeah. yeah.
1: Um, touching on a few places now. Um, I actually had a really good footballing career um, from a young age. I got actually scouted from. local Mm. club um, and I went there and I actually really enjoyed it. I think one thing that let me down was I had, again I won't touch on it as much, I've got a medical background Mm. and that was the let down for me. They kind of took one look at my medical background and said no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it was something that back then held me back. Mm. But since I've obviously grown up and everything, I've got fitter, I've got healthier. But I still carried on playing my Saturday and Sunday leagues Mm. Um, I was actually at the academy for around nine months um, Before they kind of made that decision Mm. But it wasn't meant to be
0: How did that feel when they made the decision to It was my decision
1: It was your decision Yeah, from a young age I kind of made that decision that They wasn't going to offer me the contract Right Um, Bit of a harsh one to take Yeah because um, i've been there quite a while i got used to the lads there mm. i think they just undenared about the and they, they were very honest with me mm. when they spoke to my dad about the situation they were very honest with me and said his medical background is a problem from a young lad mm. perspective i said we can't ensure this and that and if something was to go wrong but again very honest with it and uh, i think my dad sat me down and was like what do you want i said well i willing to i don't really want to continue because mm. I didn't see, they were just stringing it along, mm. I thought I don't want to be let down six months later, I thought sure. I want to be the one in the driver's seat in a way, mm-hmm. even at a young age that I was, yeah. to say no I don't want this, so I stopped uh, attending, but I always carried on with my and career after, mm-hmm. um, striker, very good striker <laughs> I like to consider, <laughs> um, knew where the net was, played for the local teams, again I won't name them, um, the local teams And had a really good career I won league titles I won FA FA clubs I won the FA um, Charity clubs I've won league finals mm. uh, I've played in some of the best stadiums Within the country Which I'm very proud of To mm. this day I won't name But I think everyone knows my favourite football club and, yeah, uh, well, Someone's cool. got to haven't they? And I've actually played there in person sure. Which I'm very proud of
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah I like to consider I've done really well
0: yeah, so you, you have got some really, really high moments. Oh yeah, some great moments. And you've probably got some low moments. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And so from that strategic point of view again, how do you cope from those ups and downs? And you know, what what are the things that you've taken forward now? And said, I mean, we talked about your music and walking and yeah. getting the podcast on. So probably back then, how to deal with it was,
1: again, I... I kind of just moved on, Mm. if that makes sense. I didn't overthink it at the time, because I thought it was the hot. I thought, okay, that didn't work out. I'm a young lad, I'll just carry on elsewhere. Mm. So I moved around to a football club. If another team didn't want me, or, for example, I fell out with someone, Mm. I'd move on. Mm. I never really hesitated. There was always somewhere else to go. Mm. But because I was so young then, I didn't understand the situation. Mm. I know that sounds a bit odd to say now through a podcast, but... I didn't understand it because I was young. Mm. I just thought, okay, I'll
0: move on. Didn't, over, didn't overthink it too much. You've got that drive. Always. And you've always. got that desire to go and better yourself. Yeah. You know? And I think from, from the days when I've sort of seen you and we, we you know, you've come to coaching with me, I've always known, not cocky element maybe, potentially, yeah. you know, yeah. but that cockiness was always good. It was always well-bantered. It was always um, enjoyable. But it was, it was a good, mm. I, I want to do it You mentioning that now, it actually upsets me if someone says I was
1: quite cocky. Because, mm. you know then, that wasn't the intention. Because mm. like I was saying to you, I just thought I was fitting in. Mm. I was being funny. Mm. I was just enjoying the banter side. But if someone says cocky, I actually think it's quite an insult. Even though I know you don't mean it like mm. that. I'm sat there thinking, have I done something wrong? Because mm. someone thinks of like a doubt in me. Sure. And that was never the intention. I was just trying to fit in, no. have a good laugh, and make people like.
0: Mm. No, absolutely. Sounds a bit odd. No, no, no. Um, it's not. It's not. And, and, and like, like I say, because because I know you, and we've you know, we've sort of progressed through years. Like I say, that. cut it, <laughs> When I use the word cocky, mm. that is that that's is the term that yeah. people sort of see would, would yeah. always play back and go, yeah, exactly. oh, it's just cocky, he yeah. needs need a little bit of a chip rubbing off him. Yeah. And it, but it is that, and actually that, that, so that's quite interesting to hear that it is a concern. Yeah, um, and that's probably what you touched on earlier that I've not mentioned this yet, was that probably played
1: a big part mm. when someone said, well, oh, you're a bit of a cheeky, bit of a cocky lad. Yeah. And I sat there and thought, I oh, was just being funny, I'm sorry if I kind of upset you yeah, in mm. any way but that's what people apply you as. And sometimes they never really forget that. No, but it Does was, that make sense? W- but, but at like football, say, it, it was
0: always... A, it was, like I say, yeah. you were never aggressive or you were never abusive. No. There was always that edge and element that, mm. you know... So, and, and some people would look at you and go, I can't be doing with shit, It yeah, yeah. just does my head yeah. in. Yet yeah, for me, it was always... Yeah. He's on top of it and, yeah, you, you are trying to be friendly and um and open to people and i think that exactly. did, that to me always was how i perceived it so so that's yeah well that's interesting yeah. that, and that's interesting for me to take yeah. away because you know you sort of just go wow yeah
1: you know. well that's the thing kind of doing this today was letting it oh. out a
0: bit
1: mm. which i never thought i'd be very comfortable with because i was obviously a bit nervous at the sure. but the best thing i've done for a long time
0: yeah so what does the future hold for shane then
1: better than where I am now, if that's honest. That's me being completely honest. Mm. Off camera, on camera, it doesn't matter. That's me being Mm. better than where I am now. I want to live a good life. I want to be within the local area, even a bit further out one day, that I am a founded coach. Mm. I am a coach that people want to invest in. Mm. I know my career. I know my path. It's people noticing that I don't want to say, change a personal trainer, mm. I want people to say, I want to build a portfolio that people will be, wow he, he gets results, mm. he gets good clients, I want to work with that guy, mm. he knows what he's on about and hence the reason for the coaching courses, hence the reason for the early mornings, the late nights that I actually do and no, mm. one, no one sees that, no one sees the five o'clock starts, no. no one sees the nine, ten o'clock starts that I'll finish tonight, mm. they just see that, oh it looks fantastic on social media. Cause social media is a completely different concept. Mm. When actually, it's the early mornings, it's the late nights, it's the busy classes that I attend. Because for my job, it's not just—I don't just coach; I teach classes, I mm. teach boot camps. Because I love what I do.
0: And do you have taken own. your social media from—I mean, I've noticed in the last sort of six to twelve months, probably—that yeah. your social media presence was always a good social media presence, but all of a sudden, I've there's a lot more education in there. There's yeah. a lot more. This is what I'm doing, and showing that yeah. that so sort of repertoire. Yeah, absolutely, and also the work that you are putting in. Yes, yeah. and and you can see that in your social media. So that is yeah. something that is starting to really. Look, I, I can that. see it. Thank yeah, you. it's really good. If there was one thing then that you could change, looking back over your 24 years, I know it's not many in, in some people's eyes, no, no, but no, 24 done. years is you know it's
1: it's yeah. still good. I've actually answered this before you've even said it. That's how much I know already. I changed the perception, the way people saw me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. because from a young age, cocky, cheeky. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never intention. I was just trying to laugh and joke with people. Mm-hmm. And that carried on for many, many years. It was mm-hmm. probably the last three, four years where I kind of said, I don't want to be that guy. That was mm-hmm. not the image that I wanted. No. Even when I was the PT first qualified, it was the... Go out to a weekend, spend all my money, mm. come back, look cool on the gym floor because I tell everyone at the weekend what I've been doing. Mm. It wasn't the image I was going for. I've changed the way how people perceived me. So I want people to remember me for who I am now because mm. this is the real me. This is now. Not what I was then. Not the cheeky chappy that was just trying to fit in and be right with everyone.
0: Mm.
1: This is me now. So, the way people perceive me.
0: And what's a good day for Shane? Take me through it. What would be What a... Do you know, that is a that is That's a, a shame day. day. A shame day. Is this including football as well? Entirely oh. yours. You you tell me what, would you, what would you say so was a great day for you. One of the greatest things I do, I teach classes.
1: Mm. I absolutely love the boot camp sessions and classes that I teach. So, that would be an early morning starter. Mm. I'd then... I'll take my dad out for breakfast, mm-hmm. um, worship my dad to mm. Not many people realise that. I think close people do, but he knows how much I think about him and his wife, uh, my mum even. <laughs> I'll even talk about her even though I don't admit it all the time. I'm very proud of who they are and I'm proud of the way they brought me up. Um, clients, got to mm-hmm. train the clients. So for me, it's client transformations. I build on a portfolio. So I'm proud of the portfolio I'm building at the moment, but mm. I know there's still a long way to go. Um, I'd still see family, friends at yeah. some point, because I am quite family-driven. Mm. I think one thing that does let me down in the career that I might is I don't always get a chance to see them. Because the days that I'll be working, for example, a Friday evening, mm. but uh, after this, um, I could be going around in the evening having a catch-up with all of them. Or when it's a weekend, I've got Mm. other things on for client onboarding processes, for example, Mm. where I could be seeing them. But any time that I do get the opportunity, I do always fit my friends and family in. Uh, And then to finish off, it would definitely be a Chelsea away day at Liverpool. (laughs) Got to be. got to be. I would never miss that in the world. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Cool.
0: (laughs) Favourite food? Sushi. Sushi? I love sushi. Yeah? Yeah. To ah. this day. To this day. Something Other brands are to. available, but I always thought you are a bit of a Wagamama's oh.
1: fan. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't <laughs> mind it, but give me good old-fashioned sushi, fresh as raw. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, favourite colour? Colour? Lime green. Lime green? mm mm-hmm. From a young age. Wow. Yeah, to this day, a lot of people question that. Um... It was a colour that i seen when I was younger. And to this day, it's just reminded me of childhood. and Growing up, Yeah. Um, any time I have a highlighter, it's got to be a lime green one. All oh, right. Yeah. So the simplest things like that reminds me of who I am.
0: I'll be looking out for that on Yeah, the, yeah. yeah on your social media yeah, to definitely. see highlighted
1: green if you ever see, <laughs> I think I've put one on recently, actually. You'll notice highlight colour is a lime green yeah. to this day.
0: Favourite thing of fitness? Be exercise, either the, it, it could be wise. either in the gym or it could be yeah, what's what's the favourite thing? Okay, let's go let's go with the gym one. What's your favourite piece of kit in the gym? Piece of kit in the gym. I've got to go with a
1: hike squat. Okay. A hike squat and that is I've got to travel a little bit further for a hike squat. Yeah. But every time I train a hike squat, I never get a feeling or a sensation like it. Yeah. For saying I'm a, a short guy, I can pack some power in when I need to.
0: Favourite thing to Give to a client to do. To do. Yeah, so so I know when we you you know what my favorite yes. my favorite thing in the gym Definitely. is. Definitely. But what you know when you give a client something and go, I want you to do this. What's the one thing that that you go? This is really tough, and, and it gives them sort of markers too. Yeah, that's. It's got to either be a skill mill, mm-hmm.
1: which is a fast embroidered treadmill, so it's self automated. You don't stop start it. Oh, is that, that that rolling track
0: one? Yeah, the rolling yeah, track one. Yeah. one of my favourite ones.
1: Or a very, very simple one, a plank, military plank. Right. So starting in from your elbow, straight arms and back down. Yeah. It really gets everything working from push, pushing element, to yeah. then pulling your body weight up, yeah. to engaging your core, to then working your lower body, because you've got to hold your positioning. Yeah. So it's one of the best ones to do.
0: Cool. And so last question. Go for it. If you... We're interviewing you, mm-hmm. what would be the question you'd want to ask yourself? That's a good one. And then answer it.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Probably one that I would say to myself is how committed and determined am I to bettering myself? Right. And I'd say right here, right now right in front of the cameras, I am going to be 100% better in five years' time.
0: Right. Without, uh, so in five years mm. we need to do a, a revisit, do a re-visit. <laughs> find out where <laughs> this podcast goes when you put your and, podcast I need to exactly be coming yeah, on going So uh, you said to me
1: there's <laughs> things in the pipeline like the YouTube channels the podcast but I've got to remind myself and again touching on just the last part of this is I am still young mm. I want to be ten years five years ahead but I've got to remind myself I'm still young and not everything comes to you straight away mm. you've got to go out there educate learn apply it Build better foundations as you move along, but I'm still at the very beginning. I've got to keep reminding myself that because sometimes I want to go further straight away, but I should be taking it step by
0: step. Yeah, really. Yeah, not running exactly. too fast and walk before you can run. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. And, and enjoy the journey. Exactly, and that's certainly am at the moment. Brilliant, Shane. Thanks for joining absolute me today. Pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you, and, and good luck with uh, everything you do. Thank you very much.